Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NBR Broncos podcast on what turns out to be a magnificent Monday. I'm your host, Dag Stevens, joined by my man, Henry Chisholm. And before we hop into the show, got to about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. That's right. You can do both. You can take classes over at MSU and continue to work your job. MSU Denver is all about giving you that flexibility so you can get a job and still earn money uh, or, or earn a degree at the same time. So check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Henry, what's going on? You know, it was so we had such a good time with you on Friday. The people said we got to have you back today. I know, like this is so fast. I've, it was it was months since I'd last been on here, and then all of a sudden we get the back to back. I guess I was on Monday too, so that doesn't really count. But uh, yeah, this is great, and what a day for it! Like you said, with Von Miller torching the internet. I just love that. Did you see there's a tweet now, too? There, There's a tweet now, too. And let's oh. get everyone caught up to speed. I mean, Henry, one hour ago, we're not mm. talking about Von Miller today. Now we're leading the show with Von Miller, even though there's big-time Aaron Rodgers news out there right now and a lot of speculation, which seems good news for the Broncos. But what Von has done is he has taken over top lead for this show. And let's dive in. To what Von Miller has said just in the past couple of hours here on his Instagram, Henry, he posted a story and it's a picture of him in a Broncos 58 jersey. And he says 58 or 40 in and then he has a little orange emoji and a little blue emoji. So essentially saying, should he wear 58 or 40 when he comes back to the Broncos? Oh, here we go. Kale pulled it up. And then Mm -hmm. the next one right after that is a picture, the same picture of him, 
and it says in very small letters in the thinking, it says, I wonder if they will give me my old locker back. And so that, of course, both of them back to back is, you know, essentially saying Von Miller wants to come back to the Broncos. Will it happen? And then also this morning, we have a report from Aaron Wilson that comes out that says sources Von Miller free agent market expected to include the Rams chargers interest from the Packers Broncos and others. So Von Miller on one side is saying he wants to be back with the Broncos. And then there's a report that comes out that says the Broncos want Von Miller back. Mm -hmm. And then the tweet that you're talking about, Henry Von Miller, what uh, 10 minutes ago, 12 minutes ago says, I kind of want that old thing back, dot, dot, 5280. Henry, he's just teasing us on all platforms right now. It's incredible. And I think like the the most important thing that I can say right now is the answer is 58. If he comes back, he wears 58. (laughs) That that jersey needs to be retired someday if, if he comes back. Like if he doesn't come back, we don't need to go down that road right now, I guess. But it's a conversation. It's a he's, conversation. he's coming back, Henry. He's coming back. He's telling us. He's coming us. back, and he's wearing that 58. Uh, in all reality, though, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised to hear Vaughn wants to come back. I think that from the time he left, he made it really clear that, like, he thought he was going to be a Bronco forever, and he really wanted to be a Bronco forever. And there's, like, been other points where he said, like, you know, it's this has been a lot of fun. I'm so glad that this is what happened, that I get to make the Super Bowl run, all that sort of stuff. But for the most part, like, it's been very, very clear what Denver means to him. And what being like a Bronco lifer would have meant to him. And now there's this little gap in here, kind of like potentially with Shannon Sharp. Um, Again, I'm not surprised to hear that Vaughn wants to be back. The question is, how much money does he want? And that's kind of where this all goes from here. And that's why I honestly don't think it works out. Mm, wow pouring cold water here after hyping us up hank uh and but but you're right we have people in the comment section and i want people who are tuning in live first off thank you so much for tuning in live hit us with a thumbs Mm -hmm. up on youtube if you're if you're watching on twitter hop over to youtube it helps us out uh it's also a better stream so hit us with a thumbs up subscribe turn on alerts and i want people who are tuning in live to let us know do you want Vaughn back because Henry, I'm seeing a lot of people that are thrilled about it. And then I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying cost. It's going to cost too much. Alex says no on Vaughn. He's going to cost us approximately one to two million dollars per game. And and he's not who he was. And so it there is a question here because We've seen many different Von Millers in the past throughout his career. We've seen many different Von Millers in the past year, Henry. Uh, Mm -hmm. We saw Von Miller, who last year to start the season, he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Month with the Broncos, where he came out, had four sacks in three games. He was on fire, and then we didn't hear of him until he was traded, essentially. He didn't do anything else in October, and then when he was traded, uh, nothing for the Broncos. And it was like, oh my gosh, did he just fall off the earth? And then he, very slow start with the Rams. We still don't hear anything of him. Mm -hmm. And then he comes on and what has like nine sacks in the final seven games of the season, including playoffs and is absolutely classic Von Miller. Uh, And that's just over the past year, we've seen so many different types of Vons. My guess is, uh, especially with him getting interest from so many different teams, including some contenders, he's not going to take a discount. Because one thing that we know about Von Miller is when he's been had a chance to take a hometown discount to be with the Broncos, 
He hasn't done it. Uh, he, the John Elway tried to get him to take a discount after being Super Bowl 50 MVP. We know how that turned out. There was crop gate. There was potentially sitting out the entire season if he didn't get his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he became the highest defensive played, paid player in the entire NFL history. And then last year, remember, there was uh, the talk of the Broncos asking him to take a pay cut. And he said, no. Not going to do that. So every indication that we've seen about Vaughn taking a pay cut, even to stay in Denver, has been no. So you're going to have to pay top dollar. Yeah, probably. Probably. I think the one thing I push back on is just like the, the fact that that was his one big contract. You know, like like that, you finish your rookie deal, you get your one big contract. And I think that he made the right decision saying, no, I got to maximize this. I'm the Super Bowl MVP. Yes, I'm the highest paid defender in the league. And and. You know, last offseason, that's a little bit different. It's that contract's winding down. Um, but I do I do think that George Payton probably won't be interested unless it's less than top dollar. But I think that there should be big questions about what his value is on the open market. You know, he's he's coming off a deal where he's making $20 million a year. I don't think anybody expects him to keep making 20 a year. Um, I think that at this point, I mean, we saw what happened with DeMarcus Ware, right? where that number gets knocked down and, and in Vaughn's case is that to 12 or 13 million. And that's where I start to get interested. And if, if you know, the Washington football team or somebody's throwing $13 million at him, the Broncos say, Hey, we'll give you 10 and a half. Then you could totally see him taking that sort of pay cut. So I, I think that there's a lot of layers here. And like you said, like the, the level of play was not consistent at the same time though, if you're trying to justify giving him a big contract, yeah. AFC defensive player of the month, in September and then October sure a little bit quiet, but then he gets traded and then he leaves the NFL and tackles for loss the rest <laughs> of the way from that point. And so it just takes one team to offer him that really big contract. And then that offers there. So I don't know. We, we just have to watch it play out, I guess is my answer. So Henry, let's say Von Miller is getting multiple offers for three years, $60 million, $20 million per year. Are you matching that? And he says, Look, Broncos, you don't have to top it. I want to come home, but I'm not going to cut my pay in half to come mm-hmm. home. Uh, mm-hmm. All you have to do is match this. Are you doing it? It's tough. And I do think that I, – I I don't think anybody's offering him that, first of all. I think okay. if he's getting $20 million, that's like a one-year deal. It's like you get okay. this one try and we'll figure it out. Um, if that comes through, like I would say no. I just think that there's so many guys that you look at and say like, okay, well, for less than $20 million a year, we could – go get JC Jackson probably for less Mm -hmm. than $20 million a year. We could probably go get Tyron Matthew. If we wanted him for much less than $20 million, we could go get Quan Alexander. I I think that you look at all these different guys, Hassan Reddick, a guy who maybe wouldn't have Vaughn level production, but be pretty close. And he's only 26. And so with the free agent market kind of being loaded on the defensive side of the ball, offensive line, I think there's some solid options too. That money is just better spent elsewhere as much as I hate to say it, but that's just where Vaughn is at this point in his career. Again, at $12 million, I think it's, uh, I, I could not turn that down. <laughs> no. And and I do think if it's, if it's under a million per game, you do that deal. And on yep. top of that, George Payton has said this entire off season, the Broncos need more edge rushers. 
Von True. Miller is probably the best edge rusher that's going to be out there right now. Maybe you can make a case for Hassan Reddick being a guy uh, that has more longevity than Von, but in terms of right now, he's the best guy on the market. And if the Broncos don't have to go into the draft needing edge rusher that's something you always want to do as a general manager and, and what general managers always say is we don't want to have to have a glaring hole at any position and right now according to George Payton they have three glaring holes quarterback edge rusher and offensive tackle I don't expect the Broncos to fill offensive tackle in in a big way in free agency now they could do it in a small way with with Bobby Massey but I would expect that to kind of be a later signing so they're probably going to go into the draft with it with the hole at offensive tackle but again one that's not as imperative because you can fix that after the draft with bringing Bobby Massey back a guy who loves Colorado mm -hmm. as well and would love to be with the Broncos quarterback we all know how desperate the Broncos are and it, that's we've talked about that. It's done. We're going to talk about that. And then edge rusher boy, talk about not needing edge, especially in the first round. If you go out and, and, and you get Von Miller. And it's just the, the perfect fit, right? Cause, cause you have Bradley Chubb there. You have Malik Reed there and you're excited to, to get Malik Reed snaps. I think you're, you're obviously excited to get Bradley Chubb snaps, but there's the injuries that, that give you questions about whether he's available um, and, and then you also have Jonathan Cooper who looked good. That's a, that's a, a lot of talent. Like I, I, I know why people want to go draft an edge rusher, but there's a part of me that says like, you, you look at this group and say, we need another 22 year old in here. That's what we need. I, I think the perfect fit would be somebody like Vaughn who comes in. He can take some of those situational pass rush snaps. He, he can take regular defensive snaps. If that's how you want to use him too. He's such a good run defender. That would just be this, this, weapon that raises the the level of play in that group to the point where you don't have to worry about it and and if chubb walks next year whatever happens you could figure out a way to get around things at that point um again though like you also could emmanuel ogba fit into this somehow uh, anthony Barr is like a linebacker and just kind of patch that I, there's there's just so many guys out there that if you're signing a free agent, he's got to be a good deal. Like you've got to be, you've got to be excited about what he's going to do for that team at what he costs, because there's a bunch of other options. I mean, if you wanted to, you could go fix tackle. You could go get Cam Robinson or one of those guys, Orlando Brown, I think is on the market. We'll see. Yeah, well, we will see. And something that we don't have to wait on is Von Miller continuing to tease us. Henry, since we've gone live, no. Von Miller has already done another thing on social media. So he took the tweet that he had that says, I kind of want that old thing back, dot, dot, 5280. He took that tweet, put it on his Instagram story, and then had an orange and blue emoji. <laughs> and then next to it, it says 4L. So... Orange and blue for life. We know that this is something that Von Miller has talked about for so long, about wanting to be a Denver Bronco for life. Obviously, that's not going to happen with being out in L.A. for the past couple of months. But I love what you said about that Shannon Sharp. This is what Von Miller can do. He can Because when you look back at Shannon Sharp's career, you don't really ding him for leaving. And he was gone longer than, longer than Von was. And he went and got a ring, too. I mean, this is just – and we're talking about a Hall of Famer and Shannon Sharp. We're talking about an all-time Denver Bronco when Shannon Sharp talks about you know his career he's very much a Denver Bronco not a Baltimore Raven and this is just man the parallels there are so enticing and, and so exciting and one of the things 
that I think can make this happen even more and would make it make even more sense to the Broncos, more sense to Vaughn, and maybe a reason that you actually do get a discount is if you get Aaron Rodgers. And if you get Aaron Rodgers, then this instantly becomes a destination where people want to take a pay cut because they want to win a ring. And then for Von Miller, I just think that makes it even more of a destination because I think he would have so much FOMO from missing out on being able to play with Aaron Rodgers. That's where I actually see a legitimate possibility that he does take a pay cut. And one other thing why I think he could take a pay cut is how much he's been in L.A. He trains in L.A. He loves L.A. Uh, he's been with OBJ, uh, with his guy. He's been playing next to Aaron Donald. He has had a perfect, perfect situation, Henry, out there in L.A., just won the Super Bowl, uh, yet he still is talking about the Broncos, and he's been talking about the Broncos for months in December, right? It's the day he left. Yes, yes, the day he left, we talked about it, uh, it, the Super Bowl week. He's talking about the Broncos more than he's talking about the Rams six days before winning a Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, he's talking about the Broncos. Now he's talking about the Broncos. So maybe it is like he didn't realize what he had in Denver until he left. The heart has grown fonder. He's talked about how his kid is still in Denver and how much he misses him. Boy, what what a way to 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 realize for him, man. I do want to take a little dis- discount. So, on one hand, it's tough to see Vaughn taking a discount. On another hand, especially if it's paired with Aaron Rodgers, I, I could see it. Totally, it's just so hard right now to figure out what the the off season would look like if you get Aaron Rodgers. You know, because because first of all, like say you you lose your first and second round pick this year. I think that that's probably a given, regardless of what else is in the deal. Say you lose like a Jerry Judy in there as well. You're also taking in the $40 million that you need to pay Aaron. And all of a sudden you don't have so much wiggle room. Plus you don't have those assets that you could use to patch some of those holes. Plus like you're losing Jerry Judy. You might be, you might be losing Bradley Chubb. And if that's the case, then Vaughn would make more sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's just until we see what a deal looks like, it's so hard to say Vaughn would absolutely be interested though. And he'd be, he'd be kind of the perfect pickup. Um, just because you know that for Super Bowl teams, edge rusher is just so, so, so important. But also, especially him, Mr. Playoffs. <laughs> yes, him in particular. Like that narrative starts and ends with Vaughn Miller. But he also, like you hear everybody in the Rams locker room talking about how important his presence was. And just having somebody who'd been through this before. Somebody who was able to talk about what playoff runs are like. Somebody who's able to say like, hey, lock in here. Like, here's here's how we approach this. Here's what not to get distracted. All that sort of stuff. I think just having somebody like Vaughn who's been through this twice now would be uh, just a perfect pickup as well. But again, the numbers. It's all about the numbers at the end of the day, which is what... Uh, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons, but there's a real part of me that thinks back to like, how incredible it would have been to watch sports in the seventies and just never lose a player you like. <laughs> All right. That's a great, great point. And Henry, Henry, we're going to talk about these numbers because we got to crush the numbers with adding Aaron Rodgers potentially yeah. and adding maybe a Devonte Adams. But first man, you want to celebrate this news with a Breckenridge beer. There's no better beer to celebrate with. And of course, if you want a hard seltzer, grab their good company, hard seltzers. And if you're in Denver, come to the DNBR bar, always a great place to celebrate and hang out and be around other Denver sports fans, other, other Colorado sports fans. I mean, what a weekend we had in Colorado sports with the Broncos being relatively quiet. We had a fantastic Nuggets game last night. Uh, Jokic just proven he's the MVP and the bar was going crazy last 
last night. Bar was popping Saturday night, so no better place to be than the DNBR bar and with Breckenridge beers. Again, if you can't make it to the bar, go to Breckenridge Brewery's website and check out their Breck beer locator to see where you can get good companies where you can get any of their Breckenridge beers because you can get them all across the country now and soon and hopefully I should say all around the world and then also make sure to check us out at the DNVR bar and also at the DNVR.com become a member and when you sign up you'll get all the exclusive content discounts on uh, gear member sized beers at the bar and if you sign up for that annual membership you will get a free t-shirt I'm rocking one of them right now an old school BSN Broncos one and we want to have you part of our family. And when you do, also jump into the comment section. Leave us a comment to say hello. And Henry, Aaron Rodgers, once again, shockingly stealing the spotlight. I mean, it was just a couple hours after we did the Three Ring Circus pod on Friday, which was an absolute blast. His name and Broncos came up. Saturday, his name and Broncos came up. So let's recap a little where we're at and the latest updates to the Aaron Rodgers saga that continues to go along. It just when you see just when it seems like it's done, he always finds a way to pop back up in the news. So I want to I want to get your take after I read these updates, Henry. I want to get your take on if this is Aaron Rodgers just wanting attention and wanting to be in the news or if it's something that's real. So Ian Rappaport said, with all eyes on Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers and his future, here is the latest. Sources say Rodgers is truly torn on where he wants to play in 2022. While while many in the NFL expect him to return, there's lots of positivity in Green Bay. He is going back and forth on what he wants. Then Ian went on again and said, the Denver Broncos has always been the destination if Aaron Rodgers were to leave. He said the Broncos have always been the potential trade location. In Rodgers' mind, if he was not in Green Bay, it seems Denver would be the other spot he would want to be. Uh, And then one more thing came out on Saturday, I believe, and I'm trying to find it right now. He said the Bronco, Ian Rappaport again, said the Broncos really emerged as a potential quarterback location this offseason. If Aaron Rodgers does not end up in Green Bay, obviously Denver would make sense. If Russell Wilson ended up going anywhere, Deshaun Watson, a lot of love for Denver as a quarterback landing spot. Hank, are we just being teased? Are the Broncos being played like they have been for years with quarterbacks? Or is this real? It's uh, it's real. It's real. I do think that the Broncos are going to be very, very, very involved in any situation with any of these quarterbacks that they can be involved in. I also think that I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to be back with the Packers and Russ to be back with the Seahawks and like everything just to stay the same, just because it feels like it's so rare. These things actually change. I am getting like the we're being played vibes, which I don't like. It feels like we're just like the side piece at this point (laughs) and Aaron's having fun, just like manipulating his, his girlfriend or wife or whatever over there. And it's just like, Hey, you could still choose us if you wanted, but I do think that at the end of the day, it's it's just so hard to see him actually leaving. I do agree, though. Like, if he leaves, he's coming to Denver. And and if any of those other guys wind up leaving, um, I, I'm i not quite so sure that they're coming to Denver, but I do think that Denver's going to be putting together as good an offer as anybody else. 
And what I was told, and then there was also some conflicting information out there. Um, I believe Pro Football Talk said that there were deals in place between uh, the Titans, the Steelers, and the Broncos, that deals were already in place in case Aaron decided to leave. And I think Adam Schefter came out and said there's no deals in place. I talked to multiple sources close with the Broncos this weekend, and they didn't say whether there were deals in place or not, but they said, you don't have to worry about that. If if Aaron Rodgers decides to lean Green Bay, there's going to be no issue on getting a deal in place. That's something that's going to come together very quick. So I'm not worried about the deal. And Henry, this is just my perspective of it and my take from talking with people. I think we, maybe just me, have overblown how much the Broncos are going to have to give up in order to get Aaron Rodgers. And we've been setting ourselves up for worst case scenario, and that's three threes, three twos, or I mean three ones, three twos. Uh, you know, worst case scenario is Pat Sertan and Javante Williams. I think it could very well be closer to two twos or two ones, two twos, and Jerry Judy and maybe Draymond Jones or something like that. Still a lot to give up, but it's actually going to be less than we, we've talked ourselves into. I totally agree. I've had that same thought. And I do, I don't think that it's like wrong of us to have had that thought because that's what a lot of the initial reporting was. You know, it, it was these three first, three seconds. And so that's kind of been in the back of everybody's heads since last summer when this all started. And a lot of things have changed. I mean, first of all, these draft picks are worth more than they were last summer, you know, because you're because you're right up on a draft. You're not waiting all season to see what they're worth. You're you're going to get these payoffs starting in three weeks instead of whatever, however many months. Uh, on top of that, Aaron Rodgers is another year older. And so that factors in, too. And also, if, if all this reporting is, I mean, it can't all be true because half of it disagrees with the other half. But if the part about the Broncos being the destination are true and Aaron says, I want to play for the Broncos, that's a piece of leverage. And, and that means that that's less of a deal, too. So I almost wonder if it is more like a first three seconds or two firsts and three seconds or something like that. Um, you'd have to think that a player would be involved somehow. Um, and you just, you just not want that to be a Pat Sertan. Um, and honestly, that's about it for me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, really quick, Henry Von Miller just keeps coming in with, uh, with things on social media during this show. He just said, while he's sitting on the beach, he just said, I wouldn't tease y'all like that. Broncos country, what's up? <laughs> so in uh, Vaughn's mind, I mean, this is his agents probably texting him right now saying, whoa, 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 Vaughn, Vaughn, we want to get maximum money. You got to stop uh, giving the Broncos all this leverage like this. I wonder what this is like, because you can't actually talk to the Broncos right now. That's the tough part. Right. Like if all this right. was happening, happening a week from now, I'd be like, oh, okay, there might be something going on behind the scenes. Let's see if like the end of the moratorium or whatever, they, they, there's, a, there's a deal in place. But when it's like this, I, I do think that you're not necessarily hurting your leverage because you're riling up the fan base. Like I think right now everybody's saying, oh, oh shoot, Vaughn's coming back. We all really want Vaughn. Come on, George, go get Vaughn for us. We want Vaughn back. He's a Bronco forever. And that kind of puts the pressure on him. Meanwhile, Vaughn can come in and say, hey, Everybody wants me. I'm a legend here. You need an edge rusher. 18 mil. 18 mm. mil. We got ourselves a deal. I don't leave this facility. I'm working out all summer. It, uh, I think uh, 
it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be so much fun to watch all this. Because even if they don't get him, so many good free agents. And Henry, doesn't it kind of feel like maybe Vaughn might know something that we don't? He's talked to Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Rodgers has told him, <laughs> how about a super team out there in Denver? You're familiar with it, and that's why Vaughn's going crazy right now. I, I can't say it's not happening. I can't, I can't say it's not true. And it also is really exciting to think about. I mean, if if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers and everything else stays the same, then what? Like you're, the baseline's 12 wins and you probably expect oh, yeah. more than that. And, and yep. you're obviously a contender for a Super Bowl. You add Vaughn in and then you're like, well, I mean, you should at least be winning a couple playoff games with Vaughn there. And then if yep. they can fold, I mean, that was the original reporting a few months ago was if if Aaron Rodgers leaves, there's a good chance Devontae Adams is going to go with him. And I don't know how financially you could make all of that work with those three all coming to Denver. But if it did work, then you'd be saying like Super Bowl favorites. Like <laughs> they're, they're going to go do it. Like why not? Because the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, no, they're, they're trash. They lose Matthew. He's good. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not worried about that. The Broncos would be able to pay everyone. Well, the Broncos have about $40 million in cap space, which is Mm -hmm. near the top of the league, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be paying Aaron Rodgers $45 million. You're going to be paying Vaughn (laughs) we'll say $12 to $20 million, and you're going to be paying Devontae Adams at least $20 million. You can make it happen. Even though those numbers don't add up, you make it happen by kicking things down the road. And some people Mm -hmm. may not like it because what the Broncos have been through over the past couple of couple of years with having to be bad after winning a Super Bowl. That's what the Broncos would do, because you know what? Nathaniel Hackett would sign off on it because he gets his guy in Aaron Rodgers. Then he would get a chance to compete with Matt LaFleur for having the best record of any coach in the first three years of his career. And that's certainly what we'd be talking about. Will Nathaniel Hackett beat Matt LaFleur's record of that? Because the Broncos would be Mm -hmm. so stacked. So Nathaniel Hackett's all about it. And George Payton, he's coming off uh, a little bit of a disappointing season. They'd have a new owner in place uh, who he would want to prove things to. So He's given things away, not just draft picks in order to make this happen, but he's given money away. He's mortgaging the future in order to to, to maintain his job. And then at the same time, it's helping the Broncos win this season. Mm -hmm. And so, Henry, you talk about what type of team this would be if it's Devontae Mm -hmm. Adams. Let's say they don't have a couple of firsts. They don't have a couple of seconds. They don't have Jerry, Judy. Mm -hmm. And we'll say they don't have Bradley Chubb. But then they do have Aaron Rodgers. They have Von Miller. They have Devontae Adams, and they probably add not not more superstars, but they probably add a couple of other really good pieces, really solid pieces that take vet men deals in order to come win mm-hmm. it all here. Uh, we're talking, I think, like you said, a floor of 12 wins. Could you imagine next January when we're like, having fun in the playoff run and there's there's just like a handful of sad sacks just saying like oh these idiots having fun watching Aaron Rodgers well guess what this team's gonna suck in three years this was a terrible idea that's just the right. dumbest thing like no you, you don't plan six years out in football that's not the way sports work you can maybe plan like three years out but if you have an opportunity to be a good football team be a good football team like I just don't think it's all that complicated go you're, you can just get to the playoffs at a minimum 
the the idea that you're you're mortgaging the future and all that stuff like that's not the problem the Broncos had the last five years it wasn't because they went and got Peyton Manning it's because they never found another quarterback like it's not because they had tied their hands in a way it's like well the bill came due here's five years of sucking that's not that's not what happened they just didn't solve the problem hopefully next time they solve the problem and hopefully they don't have to solve another problem for the next two or three years because you have Aaron Rodgers in there. Like, just go get that, man. You can grab the MVP quarterback back-to-back. He's won 13 games three years in a row. Let's, let's not 40 chest this thing into not making sense. There's, with this Aaron Rodgers news, the, the Broncos are either just completely getting played and it's very, very obvious that Aaron Rodgers is so uh-huh. close to a deal with the Packers that he just wants one more thing that the Packers aren't giving him or, you know, $5 million more million per year that the Packers aren't giving him. And he's using this to leverage the Packers because all the talk at the Combine last week was just how close he and the Packers were to a deal for him to come back. And it, it was really feeling that way. But then this comes out and maybe he truly is thinking, about going somewhere else. Maybe Von Miller does truly know something that the rest of us don't. And if that's the case, if Aaron Rodgers is here, do you think Von Miller is a Bronco next year? Oh, yeah, I'll say yes. I'll say Mm -hmm. yes. And I think it's because either Von or Aaron Rodgers don't take top dollar. I don't think they give top dollar to Rodgers and top dollar to Vaughn just because that, that, and you can push things down the road. You can do all those things. But the truth is like the Broncos need another corner. They need, they need another safety, whether that's bringing back Kareem Jackson for whatever, five, $6 million, or whether that's blowing more money on a Justin Reed or a, a Tyron Matthew or Jabril Peppers or one of those guys. So there's just enough holes and the lack of draft picks makes it hard to fill them. That I do think that one of them would have to, like, not, not come back for the minimum amount, but but say like Vaughn comes back for ten mil and says, you know what, I'm I'm a third down pass rushing specialist. I'm gonna get paid like a third down pass rushing specialist, and I'm gonna be good to go when December and January come around. So who's that? Who's that one that's taking a discount? Is it Vaughn or is it Aaron? I think it's Vaughn. I think it's yep. Vaughn. I think Aaron has a bunch of really nice dinners that he invites Vaughn to. <laughs> and look, Vaughn's, uh, you know, Vaughn's already got the house in Denver. It's probably already paid off. Mm-hmm. And the way Vaughn Miller is talking right now on his Instagram story, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more to come out throughout the day. But it uh-huh. really does feel like, Henry, three days ago, we went from uh, Sam Howell being the Broncos quarterback uh potentially trading up for Malik Willis uh, using a future first round pick or Drew Locke being the Broncos quarterback to now it's potentially Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, Von Miller coming up to make a super team in Denver to compete against the likes of Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. And the Broncos would go from zero primetime games last year outside of the one that they they had to be given and then I guess the one that was given to them midway through the season they'd be given the full six this team would go from no real expectations to legitimate Super Bowl contenders and we are one week away from the legal tampering period opening the Broncos and Von Miller in one week could have a deal set up in place the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers 
could have a deal in place as soon as Aaron Rodgers tells the Green Bay Packers that he is not going to go back. Uh, so we we could be sitting here one hour into free agency in a week from now saying, oh my gosh, how, what, what type of players are the Broncos going to be able to get on vet minimum deals because they want to come chase a ring with Von Miller and Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. And, and I mean, with the Rogers stuff is going to get done by the time free agency starts. I'm confident in that. I don't think that, that teams are going to be all that excited to, to wait around and, and see what happens. I think Aaron has to realize that if he wants to go to a team that's able to build around him, he has to make that decision in the next week or so. Um, so it, the, the countdown is really on at this point. Again, I still think that like if, if people were saying they were close to a deal, I bet they were really close to a deal and they've got one more little thing to, to figure out. Is it like a, an extra million dollars on the signing bonus or something? And Rogers just went out there and said, ah, you know what? I'm thinking I might actually be looking at other options. So, so then the Packers just say, okay, fine. Take your million dollars. Let's just end this and we can move along. No more right. of this. This is a two-year contract. We're done with all of these games. But we'll see. We'll see. And again, like even if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, they don't get Russ. You go grab, there's some good players in that top 10, some really good players. You go get a quarterback at 40, whether that's Desmond Ritter or Carson Strong or Sam Howell or Matt Corral. I mean, honestly, I think any of those guys could fall to that point still. Um, Find somebody there to compete with Drew. Go get Tyron Matthew. Go get JC Jackson. Go get a Levante David. That defense is going to be insane. Hopefully the offense comes along. Like There's still potential even if they don't get Aaron Rodgers is what I'm trying to say. And hopefully it doesn't come to that, but you're really we'll trying see. to pour cold water on all of this. So Henry, I feel like I know where you're going to go with this, but I want your official prediction. What team is Von Miller playing for this year? What team is Aaron Rodgers playing for this year? Rodgers, I'll go Packers. Like until yeah. he's not a Packer, I think that this is just a, a whiny girlfriend situation. Um, <laughs> this is just like, well, you could blah 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 blah. Like you, you always give him attention. You're playing a video game, but whatever. And it's time to that. That's just how how he is, and that's just how those things are going to be until he retires there in five years. I think with Vaughn, it's a lot tougher because. First of all, like I haven't looked into the Rams cap situation, but I'd imagine they don't have the room to be paying him what he deserves. Um, the Broncos, at the end of the day, I don't think are going to be willing to pay him what he deserves. Um, although, again, we just got to wait and see how that plays out. And because of that, the whole market is really wide open. I mean, you look at like maybe the Bengals after they come off a Super Bowl appearance. I'm just assuming that they have a- enough money to make it work. Um, another deep playoff team that, uh, like the bills, the bills might have enough. I'm not sure when the Josh Allen extension kicks in, they might be able to make it work. Um, but I, I would say he winds up with, with one of these contenders with a young quarterback. Oh, chargers almost fit that bill, but I don't even want to say that. Oh, right. And that was part of Aaron Wilson's report earlier today that said the chargers will be going after Vaughn as well. Makes sense. And if, if, if Vaughn wants to stay in LA, that, that would make a lot of sense, but it just seems like he doesn't like LA much, which is just very, very bizarre. And Henry, <laughs> I'm going to uh, agree with you about Aaron Rodgers. I think this is all just to get one more thing out of the Packers, keep his name in the media, because we know that he likes to be out there. He likes to he have his name talked about. And you know what? 
He's doing a damn good job at that. Maybe just as good of a job at that as he has been playing on the field the past two years where he's been an MVP. We should find out about 24 hours from now if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay or if he's going to go somewhere else because tomorrow is the franchise tag deadline. Now, the Packers aren't allowed to franchise tag Aaron Rodgers but because, because he's under, already under contract. But why tomorrow matters is Devontae Adams could be franchised by the Green Bay Packers. And in the past, Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to do right by Devontae and have his decision made by the time that franchise tag deadline moves around. Now, over the past week, it seemed like maybe he's not going to abide by that timeline that he put in and then instead he'll use the the start of free agency in uh, just about nine days from now the official start of free agency which is a week from wednesday in order to make his decision if he does that uh then we're gonna have to wait another week but there is a chance that we will have a real answer tomorrow i agree with you guys think he sticks with the packers but for vaughn I'm buying all the hype that he's putting down. Even though yes. Vaughn tells us what we want to hear, he does that with the Rams this weekend. I think he tweeted something about how he's he might run it back with the Rams this year. And then today he's saying all this stuff about the Broncos. But I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it as Vaughn sits out on the beach. He's thinking about the mountains. He's thinking about Denver, Colorado, and wanting to be a Bronco for life as much as Shannon Sharp was. I love it. I love it. And I don't think you're wrong. I I mean, there's... I think he really does want to come here, and I I hope they find a way to make it work. But do we know is Pat is Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow? I don't think there's been an announcement yet, okay. but if we hear that there's that announcement <laughs> that he's going to be on, I think that pretty much means he's going to be making the decision. Isn't that wild? What a what a world we live in. It really is. It is wild. And speaking of wild, man, what we've got coming up this weekend with conference championships, it is going to be so much fun. Henry, you're going to be out in uh, Vegas, aren't you? Yeah, we've got a uh, wild, wild trip. We leave tomorrow night and get back early Sunday morning. And uh, that's Ooh. a lot of time in Vegas. If anybody is, uh, if anybody gonna, is like gonna, into prayers out there, I accept them through Venmo. <laughs> we'll be sending <laughs> you our prayers. And since you'll be in Vegas, I mean, no better place to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook than talking about Vegas. Because if you bet $5 on any team to win, you get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win and you place $5 on them, you get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, got to make sure you get in on the same game parlays that they've got. They're going to be all over conference tournaments. They're going to be all over NCAA madness that's going on uh, this coming month. It's going to be so much fun. There's going to be no better place to get in over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, again, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's it. You win by using the promo code DNVR this weekend over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And Hank, also got to tell you about how I'm running today. 
and that is off of Strava Craft Coffee. I was feeling mm-hmm. a little down, feeling pretty sick this weekend, but today to get me going, I turned to Strava Craft Coffee, and Strava Craft Coffee is that delicious two-in-one punch. Not only is it delicious coffee, but it packs that CBD punch, and that CBD can help relieve aches, pains, migraines, headaches, anything that's going on. It helps relieve. And if you use the code DNVR25 over at StravaCraftCoffee.com, you'll get 25% off your very first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. And then once you fall in love with it, subscribe over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and you'll get 20% off every single purchase you make after that for the rest of your life. It's that easy and it is that delicious. So check them out over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use that code DNVR25. Five. All right, Hank, let's jump into the comment section. Let's talk to the people. And really quick, before we do, I want to give a shout out to this comment section that's tuned in live for us. You guys have been all over the Von Miller stuff, been giving us tips on what to look at. And uh, you guys have been a blast. This has been a really pop in comment section. If you have any super chats, drop them in here and we will get to them. And when we wait for those, I want to jump into the comment section and talk to the excuse me the people and first one is coming in from pig tosser 66 he says guys help me out here all of this talk about a weak quarterback class what makes trey lance and justin field so much better than malik willis why was zach wilson considered so much better of a process than sam Howell? i'm not getting it i know there isn't a generational guy like lawrence in the class but I'm not seeing much difference between the rest of these guys. They are all prospects that have flaws and everything is based on projections anyway. Hank, I think this is a great question for you. Yeah. So, I mean, he brought up a couple of the comparisons, you know, uh, Zach Wilson and uh, Sam Howell, you know, the big difference there, I think is just the, the whippiness of Zach Wilson's arm. Like it's all that off platform stuff. It's uh, like, like his best trait in college was his deep ball. Like it was his ability to hit guys 40, 40 yards downfield, 50 yards downfield. And he did it while like running with the Aaron Rodgers, like flip it deep. And so you see that arm and it's just really special. In Sam Howell's case, like, you know, Zach Wilson's a good athlete. Howell is like a true dual threat quarterback. Like he's a, he's how many hundred yard rushing games did that guy have in college? And it's because there's a lot of read options. There's a lot of RPOs. I think that we talk a lot about with Matt Corral and the number of RPOs he runs, but Sam Howell runs a bunch of those too. Uh, he's, he's like good at stepping up in the pocket and playing. Um, but when you project him as an NFL quarterback, you almost need to have him rolling out on bootlegs and, and opening things up in front of him using that speed that way. And that's just not something he'd spend a lot of time doing. All of his runs were either like, those read options or the scrambles when the pocket just opens in front of him. And because of that, for me personally, on top of this, Zach Wilson, just like a little bit longer that the height is something that's just like tangibly you like better. It just, it's just easier to see how Zach Wilson fits in. And it's very much like the, you put him in the Aaron Rodgers playbook with a guy like Sam Howell. It's, you know, he can throw strikes in the middle of the field. Um, but I still have questions about his ability to make like more reads or to throw from outside the pocket to be like a, a bootleg type of guy. Um, we probably spent too much time on that one in particular. Fields was just very polished. I mean, you're talking about somebody who has been the best quarterback in his class since uh, since he was in high school. He lived up to the hype all the way through. Um, comparing him to Malik Willis, I think athletically they're about the same. Uh, again, you have the superior just like physical traits with Fields being six foot three and and 
all that sort of stuff. He he has gone through pre- uh, his progressions better. He he hits his deep throws. He can make the throws to the sideline that Malik Willis struggles with. Um, so I, I just with every quarterback that there's some flaw. I will say that with last year's class, there were a lot of question marks, but they were mostly just things like like Zach Wilson. BYU had a tough schedule planned but everybody backed out because of COVID. So they wind up playing cupcakes and he looks like a superhero against them. And that was a, a very serious flaw. Trey Lance played one football game the, the season before. And so you're just saying like, well, he looked really good the season before that we're expecting development. And you know, you could have done the same thing with Sam Howell before this season. You would have expected him. I mean, he was competing with Spencer Rattler to be quarterback one before the season. So in general, like the quarterbacks just as prospects are a lot cleaner and sharper. They were last year. And, and also, there were some weird quirks about last year as well. Hank, I'm happy we had you on today. That was a, that was a fantastic answer. Next one coming in from Bronk Oilers says, Albright had mentioned on Broncos Country's night a bit ago that Trey Lance would have been the guy the Broncos would have taken if, if, they had, if he had made it to their pick. If that's true, doesn't that make Malik Willis a strong possibility? With word coming out about how he's wowed teams with his intelligence and in interviews, I'm starting to think that he'd be the pick at nine. But now the question is if he even makes it there. And yeah, I just don't think he's going to be there. In fact, I'm at the point now, I don't think you could even trade one first round pick, one future first round pick in order to get him. Because I think one future first round pick would get you to four or five. I think you got to be at two in order to get Malik Willis. And that's talking about trading nine this year, one in 2023, and a one in 2024. No. No, I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, I'd add that, you know, Malik Willis to me is a lot more like Justin Fields. I think just smaller Justin Fields, like a Justin Fields, Kyler Murray hybrid somehow, um, but but much more raw. Like that's what you're hoping for. Um, with Trey Lance, he's what, like 6'5", 230 or something mm-hmm. like that. He's more yeah. in that Josh Allen type of mold. Um, although, again, like there's there's still some similarities, though. I still come back to if you pass it on Justin Fields at nine last year, how do you take Malik Willis at nine this year? And like you said on Monday, or last Friday, basically you just admit a mistake, which is totally possible. You say like it's time to to get a quarterback and just try to develop somebody. But that's that's the one thing that I keep coming back to where I say I don't I don't know that it's Malik Willis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I completely agree. Now, where would uh because it seems like Malik Willis is the number one quarterback in this draft class. Where would he rank in your opinion in last year's draft class? He would have been the the number six. He would have been between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. I think that it's, there's pretty clear separation between those five and anybody this year. And again, like it's just because you have Sam Howell really struggle, and then he was supposed to compete with Spencer Rattler, who didn't even declare for the draft. He got benched halfway through the season, and that was supposed to be your one and two. I'm mean, Phil Jerkovich from uh, Boston College. Jerkovich probably would have been the number. three three if he'd have the I mean he would have been number one considering how things went if he had just played this year but these are just he's now in next year's class who knows maybe Rattler pops but Sam Howell like he's right there with everybody else and none of them give you any reason to think that they're like a lock to hit um they all have some pretty significant flaws Man, it's a good realization just how bad this quarterback class is. And we knew that it was going to get hyped up in the months leading up to the draft, but it's good to have that perspective. Uh, Mario comes in with a quick question for you, Hank, and says, um, what do you think of Desmond Ritter? I think he's a good option second to third round. I agree. I agree. I think that, first of all, he ran well at the Combine. I think what he had like a four or five flat, which is a really good time, basically, I mean, for any quarterback. But for him in particular, 
I think that you look at the touch on passes in the middle of the field and say that he does that really well. I think there's things that you like about his deep ball, although they were not as consistent as you'd like. The thing that I struggle with and come back to is just the accuracy outside the numbers. Like he just doesn't have that big arm to kind of pound the ball in out there. And Malik Willis can sometimes struggle with the accuracy too, particularly down the field when he's trying to hit like the 40 yard corner route or whatever, which is a tough throw for anybody. But with Ritter, it's like those 10 yard outs. Can he get the ball out there before it gets jumped? I'm not so sure he can. I think that there's, there are a lot of similarities to Teddy Bridgewater, but you also look at the fact that he led Cincinnati through this entire rise the last couple of seasons and, that has to factor in in some way too. And so I do think that there's some upside. I think there's a chance that maybe he is like your, your Russell Wilson type of guy and he can make all these things work with that athleticism really helping. Um, but you know, with some of the physical traits missing, I think 40th pick is probably a, a good value for him. And that's why I think like, just snag him, see if he's decent, can beat out drew, see what happens. And Broncos just can't go the value route at quarterback. That's what they did with drew. Yeah. That's, that's what they've done totally. with everyone. I'm so sick of that, especially uh-huh. in a weak quarterback class going with the value pick. I'm going to pass on that. Next yep. one from pick tosser 66. He says, follow up from my first comment. What percentage of quarterback success do you think comes from what they have inside their helmet? Probably over 50% or more. So how can you rate a class as weak when you can't easily see with your eyes, the most important attribute of a quarterback? Sure. Decision-making and things like that are analyzed, but you never know what they are being coached. This could be the greatest class of all time. If all of these dudes are intelligent AF. Totally. You do. I mean, you do get some of a look at that, though. It's it's not nothing. Yeah. Like, even, like, Matt Corral, you get to see, like, in those RPOs, it's like, well, he, there are two, three reads in the RPO. Like, and you see him, look here, look here, look here, make the right decision. Hey, there's there's it's not like an NFL three-read play or anything like that, but it is something you can say he can do this. You look at guys, um, and I guess at this point, quarterbacks who are just pure one read, there aren't any this year. Um, but uh, you can see some of that and some of that does factor in. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, you can tell quarterback intelligence, um, in in a way we all knew Mac Jones had it in between the helmet last year. It was just, well, he's not an athlete. He doesn't have a great arm. What's his ceiling. Uh, and one, one of the things as Jose's points out is wonderlick. That I, I feel like isn't being considered as strongly anymore in quarterback evaluations, decision-making on the field. You can talk to these guys at the whiteboard. You also do your research and you talk to former teammates that they played with. You talk to former coaches that they were with and and you find out, you, you try to find out just how smart these guys are. But in terms of how much that matters, to me, that's 80%. 80% of what yeah. makes a quarterback successful. I now you so can too. have a guy that isn't, doesn't have fantastic quarterback intelligence, uh, especially football IQ, but he's a freak athlete and he can go, you know, you, you see some guys that, that have that happen. Brett Favre is a guy that made bad decisions all the time, but he had a rocket launcher of an arm and he was athletic. He was able to move around. Uh, and you see that he was able to have success. Now, Remind you about Brett Favre. He still does have the interception, all-time interception record. So there was definitely bad there as well. But for the most part, uh, I think it, it, that's by far the most important thing. And that's why I love yeah. Mac Jones so much last year. Mm-hmm. And that, well, and I think Kenny Pickett could be that kind of guy too. He just, he hasn't shown that he has that elite, elite understanding of the game. And that to me is like the difference between him and a Mac Jones. That's why like you're talking about these quarterbacks, 
Malik Willis and uh, Kenny Pickett right behind Mac Jones, just because Mac had that like, yep, that is absolutely a trait that he has. You can put him in the most complex offense. He's going to be just fine. You want him to go five wide, pick a matchup. He's going to pick the right matchup, get the right route, and he's going to nail it. And I think Pickett is close to that. You just can't quite tell with him um, in the same way. Right, right. I totally agree. Next one from Bronco earlier again. He says, one more question for y'all. What do you think it would take to make a trade for Russell Wilson? Would it be the same as the package you'd have to put together for Rodgers? I actually think this would have to be a bigger one. And uh, earlier today, I said that I think we were overblowing the package for uh, Rodgers. I don't think we've been overblowing uh, the package for Russ. I think it would be three ones, three twos. And maybe it wouldn't be Pat Sertan and Javante Williams, but it would be Jerry Judy and Javante Williams. It would be two uh, of the most prized and coveted Broncos that a lot of fans would say, no, why are you trading him? And then right when they realize it's for Russell Wilson, they would say, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's a tough one because I'd honestly rather just have Aaron Rodgers. Like give me, give me two, three years of top, top, top tier quarterback play over whatever five to six years of like top five top seven ish quarterback play like but I do think just because that longevity and the fact that he will play likely longer you the package is going to be more also he liked my tweet a couple days ago so that was fun Russ yeah Russ did how about was, that? What what was the tweet? Uh so the buffs were in the women's Pac 12 tournament pulled off the upset over Arizona uh, were in the, they were in the national championship game last year. They played Stanford, uh, who beat the Arizona in the national championship game last year. And uh, Russ's little sister is a guard for Stanford, and she nailed like this buzzer beater dagger at the end of the third quarter to go up like sixteen. And I just tweeted like, "What a big shot!" And Russell uh, Russell Wilson was one of like four people to like that tweet. That is so dope. <laughs> yeah. So I've That's got to be your most favorite four like tweet of all time. I'm right. Like, isn't that wild? <laughs> like, and I, somebody, somebody said like, if Russell Wilson comes to Denver, it's going to be because of this tweet and mm. this will become like the, the legendary tweet and it'll have four likes. And it's like, yeah, it mm. will. That and and we'll, we'll print it out. We'll post it at the bar, man, Henry, yep. I think you've done something magical for Broncos country. And Another thing last... I'll add on Russell Wilson, yes. if he comes to Denver, he is not allowed to say the phrase Mr. Unlimited. I think that <laughs> I'll throw in Sertan if that's what it takes, but I'm not dealing with that. Yes, that, uh, that's pretty brutal. I agree with you there. Uh, and last comment coming in from Antonio Acosta says, with slot cornerback likely being a small need, thoughts on who you would rather have? Bring back, bring back Bryce Callahan or bring back future ring of famer Chris Harris Jr. Also, I really need you to, to keep me up to date on the Rogers news. I was somehow blocked from Adam Schefter over the weekend for saying a 340-pound <laughs> Uh, de- defensive tackle running seven or four, seven, eight wasn't slow. I posted in the discord. If you want to see what they sent me, Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, we'll certainly keep you up to date uh, on all the Rogers news as we're doing right now. Uh, Henry, who would you rather have Bryce or Chris Harris? Chris Harris. It's Chris Harris. Like I get that he's older, but I don't, I don't look at either of those guys as a long-term solution. I think, right. Honestly, like Bryce Callahan was really good when he played, this is a team that can't afford to have good players not play, though. 
Like if, if you're going to be paying somebody to be your second corner cornerback or whatever, you got to have him on the field. And it's like, if you've got to give the same deal to Kevin King and you expect less of him, go get Kevin King, go get one of those guys. So I'm kind of out on the Bryce Callahan thing, like throw another 7 million bucks and go after JC Jackson, you know, like make a real splash. But in that situation, like Chris Harris, you could do a lot worse than bringing him back. I also don't know that he is super in love with this team at this point. And that might factor in as well. Yeah, I agree. It really does seem like Chris, uh, and I think there was a report out there that said Chris is going to wait until uh, summer or even training camp to make yeah. a decision on where he wants to go to kind of find a team where either a cornerback gets hurt and he fills in a huge need for a team, or he finds out who's a legitimate contender and goes to them. Maybe that is Aaron Rodgers in the Denver Broncos. And how about running it back with Von Miller? Chris Harris Jr., uh, and then adding the addition of Aaron Rodgers to this team. Man, that would be so freaking fun. And we got one super chat that's coming in right now from Bryce. He says, my exact thoughts on Vaughn knowing something we don't. And man, it seems like that would be the case. And if that is the case, we are in for so much fun. I mean, this pot has been an absolute blast. Just imagine what's what what it would be like and what this town and Broncos country would be like if they get Aaron Rodgers, if they get Von Miller together. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, they better sign somebody whose jersey I can buy like in a store the next day. Like we're talking <laughs> that level of player needs to be here if we're going to miss out on Aaron Rodgers. That's where I'm at at this point. Man, and we may know in 24 hours on Aaron Rodgers. We may know in one week on Von Miller. This thing, hopefully, Hank, let's let's hope that it gets crazy. And I've really enjoyed this pod. Thanks so much for jumping on with me, Henry. It has been a blast. Thank you all so much in the live chat for coming in and listening to us. This has been such a blast. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us. We'll be back tomorrow talk about what the craziness is looking like then thanks so much for rolling with us we'll see you then since you had roll out the truck and took a country drive now understand that you need some time i know some landmarks we used to hit we're flying cotton, we stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They haven't been in a long, long time I'd like to patch it up, I wanna change your mind